table for two, please. Hello, my name is Rebecca, and I'm Amy, and welcome back to Table, table for Two. two. This episode, when it is released, will mark the last day of summer for us. Very mm-hmm. sad. But to get us in the school mindset, we're going to be sharing some advice regarding study tips, advice, and whatever else. So, so you can thrive academically with us. Yes. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. All right. Let's just start because why not? So first thing I will say is you need the basics. You need a solid study space for yourself. And... Just some things, make sure it's well lit, make sure it's a space that you're comfortable working in. If you know that you're not going to focus in, mm-hmm. for example, your kitchen, because there's just a lot of people moving around, then maybe let's not do the kitchen. Let's do someplace that's more excluded. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people say, like, don't put your desk in your room or something, because it's so easy to just, like, go to sleep, lie down, separate your work and sleep, mm-hmm. rest areas, but... If you're fine with it, like, I'm fine with it. My bed is right behind my desk, so Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. But, you know, it just depends on the person. Yeah, just make sure you can assess yourself and be honest with yourself so you know what works best for you. Yeah, and about lighting. Please have decent lighting. I see so many people, they're working in pitch black rooms. I'm like, how can you see? Like, that's not good for your eyes. Please take care of your eyesight. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, just make sure you have all the supplies you need, like, get a little cup holder, put some pens and pencils Mm -hmm. in there, make sure your calculator is in there, I don't know. Utilize your drawers, charge your calculators. Yes, very smart, very true. And another thing, for my music listeners, or people who just like background music while they are doing the studio. You know, make yourself a really good study playlist. Yeah, some good things, some good music, if you want, like, calmer music, is, like, lo-fi music or piano covers. Like, me personally, I have a playlist that has um, City Girl, which is a very, very nice lo-fi artist. I love, I love all their songs. They're, mm-hmm. they're amazing. I also listen to Smang Piano, which makes a lot of piano covers of popular, popular songs. So, it's very nice and very calming to listen to. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, if I am getting very distracted or, like, I keep picking up music, I will change my music to my Discover Weekly playlist mm-hmm. because I don't know any of the songs there, so I can't sing along. I just get to, like, vibe with it. So, yeah. for people who might get distracted, that's what I usually do. So, it might work for you, too. And same thing, like Amy said, I listen to a lot of very calm music if I am actually trying to study and not get distracted. Usually if I get in the mode, in the zone, it doesn't matter because it'll just go out the other ear. But I really like the Marias and Men I Trust because their music is very calm. It doesn't bring like headaches. It doesn't make you feel very annoyed when you listen to their music and you can put it on repeat and it'll be totally fine. So yeah, those are my recs. Mm-hmm. and make sure to always incorporate breaks for yourself i know a lot of times when you need to get an assignment done it's like you have to finish it now so you're going for like three four hours without a break that that's not that's not good yeah that's not good for your focus and you know it'll make you feel bad so something really great that was introduced to me earlier this year was the tomato method or 
the Pomodoro Technique. So it's really good for those of you who are like me who can't focus for too long and it's basically a ratio of 25 minutes of work to 5 minutes break without a phone. And using this, I honestly got work done really quickly and the 5 minute break is like, it's a break from the screen, it's a break for your eyes because that's very important, you know. Take care of your eyes. Yeah, this I find that this technique helps with my procrastination a lot and there's also like cute little websites with cute little tomato graphics. It's adorable. I personally don't use many techniques. It just doesn't hit right with me. So I like to start with some more... I like to start with very easy assignments and then work my way through or do it based on priority if I really have a very heavy mm -hmm. workload that day. So it just it fluctuates so don't worry if you can't really stick to a method like amy can but one thing i will say is make sure you reward yourself preferably with food <laughs> because come on who doesn't want food you yeah reward yourself with like i don't cheetos. know cheetos <laughs> yeah reward yourself with cheetos go on a nice walk you know do, yeah do something like take a nice break away from your work mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Work-life balance, which is something we all really need to, as a society, as more technology is implemented into work, then we start to be employees even outside of quote-unquote work hours, which makes it really hard to keep a work-life balance. So, so it's really important to have those breaks away from your work, your homework, whatever you're doing. And also, just because I said I do it doesn't mean I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> And for the people who are studying for their ACT slash SAT or any big standardized testing, as someone who has taken their ACT, here are my words of wisdom for you. So try for one or two sections a day, depending on the day of your test. For example, if you have a test coming up in three months, you know, you can do one a day. That's totally fine. But if it's maybe in two or three weeks, you should bump it up to two. And make sure you take those full-length tests over the weekend with the correct and accurate timing. This way you can get a feel for the test, how fast it's going to be, etc, etc. And plus, you'll have the actual time to do those tests. Mm -hmm. And finally, my last thing is be really, really disciplined. I know it's hard, but it's going to pay off. And make sure you once again reward yourself with good food. <laughs> <laughs> so... For anything that's memory or definition related, use Quizlet's Learn feature. And honestly, Quizlet is a great tool for, you know, short-term memory, short memorization, you know? Yeah, like, it's really fast, it's really easy, and mm -hmm. it's efficient. Yeah, especially for, like, unit vocabulary. Sometimes, if you feel motivated, you can make your own flash sets of flashcards. But honestly, like, for me last year in AP Human, I just searched up, like, H gap unit one vocabulary H gap unit on and on and I just review those because we'd have vocabulary tests and honestly it takes like what ten minutes max? it really doesn't take long yeah because as long as it's in your memory short term at least you know you'll be fine mm -hmm. so in terms of taking notes which I think many people will start to do now that we're going mm -hmm. slowly back to in person we're gonna start to experience those fun little lectures hand cramps. <laughs> so if you're taking notes over something this is what i personally do i say try to absorb as much as you can while you read or listen because 
that's the way that you can best retain information is just by paying attention and i think just paying attention in your classes in general is just very important you know it avoids you having to do that extra work to relearn once you get home but yeah and if you're taking notes try to keep it to one page max and obviously adjust if it's longer but I find it that when it's one page, it's really easy for me to even just go back and look at it mm-hmm. because I feel like, okay, it's just one side of the page, so it'll be chill rather than be like, oh, I have to go through five or six pages. I don't want to do that. So those notes that I took were for nothing. Yeah, like now I'm looking back and it's like a lot of the notes that I took before starting out my entire freshman year, they were super long and... There's like one slide I had like half a page written down. It was just so slow, so inefficient that when I went back to look for something, I'd have to flip through like tens of pages to even find like a little piece of information. So summarizing your entire, like what I like to do is to read a paragraph or like a slide of something and then just summarize it. I try to keep it down to one bullet point of yeah. like indent something if needed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I try to keep it at a minimum. So, because not all information is important. Yeah. A lot of it is just random filler words. So, don't worry about writing down every single thing. Yeah. Like stick to like one sentence per paragraph kind of thing. Yeah. And even then, don't write in full sentences. Mm -hmm. Make sure you abbreviate and make it as shorthand as you can. Yeah, do a lot of shorthands for a lot of things, like, especially, like, you're taking world history or humanities. Yeah. Shorthand countries, like, Latin America shortened it to, like, L-T-A-M-E or something. That's Mm -hmm. how I did it. Yeah, just make everything as short as it can be. Yeah. It's just easier for you. It's so much easier for you and, you know, more organized as well it's less Mm -hmm. cluttered yeah on the topic of world history this is something that my teacher told me Mm -hmm. so if you ever want to read something like pretty fast i think this is pretty well known i just i don't know i no one told me this but you can take a flash card or like just a card or anything you know like pretty flat and like rectangular and you can just slowly move it down your text because that way you can read faster because you will keep trying to, like, look for the next line. Mm-hmm. So it really helps and it really works, too. Yeah. As for me, like, you know, I... If I listen to a lecture, I will zone out, like, after the first three words, which is why I always need to have things written down. So, yeah, I think just making myself pay attention to the lecture instead of being focused on also taking notes at the same time I can retain a lot more information from there because mm-hmm. I can always record the lecture if needed. There's there's probably going to be slides that go along with the lecture. So if I pay attention during the lecture, I'll catch details and stuff that the slides don't have written in them. Mm-hmm. So always prioritize like listening to the content, absorbing the content, then writing it down. Yeah. Facts. Next, always ask the teacher pre-test about most important topics or what you think is going to be on that test because typically they will give you a small hint or they'll be like, oh, the practice test is actually very similar to the actual test. So you can always go back, Mm -hmm. look through, and kind of get an idea and get a feel. So yeah, do that. They're, They're most likely going to be willing to tell you what's on the test. If not... There's a reason. There's a. Re- there's gonna be a reason to start doubting them. 
Okay, next. This is a little bit about time management, but make sure your schedule is well spaced out and is con. So this is going to be a little bit about time management. Make sure your schedule is well spaced out and is considerate to your commitment slash energy because I know that a lot of people have their commitments. They have volunteering, sports, academics, and then just like outside of school things. So as you go on with the week, your energy is definitely going to be drained. So make sure you schedule accordingly. If you can change the time for your volunteering, then... Make sure you do that. Change it to a day that you know is more lax and that you can just go in and get done. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing to look out for is just being self-aware of how much you can how much you can chew off at one time because I know a lot of times I push myself to do a lot of things at once and I didn't produce the best product because, you know, I was burnt out and I was tired from, you know, the entire week. And, you know, honestly, it's so much better to create a few, one or two great things than do a bunch of not-so-decent, mediocre things. Yeah. Just, and everybody is different in this, so don't feel bad if somebody seems to be doing more than you. Like, be considerate to yourself, be kind to yourself, don't push yourself way too hard. Speaking of time management, since we're on the topic... Also, try and use a planner to keep track of due dates and prioritize work because when you do this, you kind of get to see like a layout of what you have to do this week. You can make sure like, okay, on Monday, I'll do this and this. On Tuesday, I'll study for this and all that good stuff. Um, I'm honestly, I'm terrible with planners. My planner, I use the first two weeks and then I just stop using it for like six months and then come back to it again. But... It's good to have on hand, but otherwise, try- I have a dry erase calendar that I have next to my desk, so I find it easier to keep up with than a planner. I'm not sure why, but I guess it's a lot simpler. And also have a bulletin board to pin up schedules for school and other program calendars, as well as forms and reminders so they don't get lost in like a pile of papers. Like Amy said, I... I'm not very good with planners. I really switch up a lot. It just depends on how I feel that week. So I have a lot of things. I have Notion, for example. I used Notion a lot during virtual school because, you know, it's virtual. I just slide Mm -hmm. to the application. So I would use that quite a bit. I would use sticky notes sometimes during school, but I'd always get lost. Yeah, they fall off really easily. Yeah, they do. They're like half sticky notes. But one thing I would do is I would get a letter paper is that what they call it letter paper printer paper (laughs) anyway i would get a piece of printer paper and i would lay out my week i would write monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and i would physically write down everything that i had to do for that day and that way i could see how much i'm piling up for a certain day and then i could move things around based on priority based on just how much stuff i have to do that day and it would just give me a really nice overview of my week, which also a planner would, but I just like doing it on paper because it would just make everything much more clear. Yeah, and it's like, when you plan things out for a day, then you're able to be like, okay, I know exactly what I have to do today so I can get it done faster instead of having to decide like, oh, maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do this. This is what happens when I play Stardew Valley. 
I wake up on my farm, I water the crops, and I'm like, okay, now I don't know what to do anymore. And then I just walk around town for like, and then suddenly it's like seven at night, and I'm like, ah, time to go home. And then it just goes like that. But obviously, in real life, I don't have crops to tend to because all the squirrels ate my tomatoes, so I have homework to do. So <laughs> that's how I plan. And for anyone who is trying to learn like a foreign language in school, I have one、mm-hmm. tip, and it is essentially to get really, really good with vocabulary in your first or second year of learning,、mm-hmm. because that will help you so much in the long run. Because now I'm in Spanish, I'll be going to Spanish four, and when I was in Spanish one, I was really proactive with learning a lot of the vocabulary words. And those are so ingrained in my mind. So whenever I think of a sentence, it's like straight to、mm-hmm. that Spanish one vocab. So yeah, just make sure you have vocab down. Yeah, and also try to create or emulate a、uh, that language speaking around you. So what I mean by that is like watch movies in that language or watch movies. With subtitles or dubbed in that language,、um, you know, listen to music in that language,、mm-hmm. and practice with people who speak that language as well, because this creates. Because when you learn a language, it's easiest to learn it through experience through other people. Yeah, and diffusion. Yeah, we hope that you. Learn something, or are going to try out something from this episode. I know this probably wasn't the most funnest episode to be listening to. So we're recording this June twenty second. School doesn't start for another like month and a half. Oh, month and a half. You anyway. But yeah, by the time that you listen to this, just know that Vivica and Amy are rolling around on the floors throwing tantrums. About the fact that school is resuming, I'm sure Amy will be a little happy. A little bit, but get to go to high school, get to see friends. That's all the tips that we have for this episode.、Mm-hmm. Honestly, this probably wasn't the best, interesting, quote unquote, episode to be listening to. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with more interesting content that we haven't planned out yet, but we will have for you.、Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. And- And to all of our listeners who are going back to school, good luck. We hope you took something away from this episode that can possibly help you、yeah. in the fall in the next year.、Mm-hmm. So all right, that's it for this week's episode. Come back next Wednesday for our what? Our I think our eighth episode.、Yeah. Very crazy to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. My name is Viveka and I'm Amy, and we're signing, signing off. off. You can find our episode credits, contact slash feedback forms, socials, and YouTube channel all at linktree.com/slash/table4two-pod, which you can find in our episode and Spotify bio. See you next Wednesday with a brand new episode.